Come on, help me sing. There is power in power in the name there is power in the name if you believe it say so much power in the name things change when I call you come on sing it Hey. 
you just come on singing. We bow down.
presence in the house, guys. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Williams. Hallelujah. He said something this morning. We was praying. He said something about crucifying the flesh. The flesh can get in the way of your worship. Hallelujah. The Bible says crucify it daily. Glory be to your name, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this day. Hallelujah. The Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. It's our opportunity to rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, my Lord, if you understood the grace of God. Woo. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Lord, let's pray. Father God, we bless your name upon this morning. Lord, we thank you for your presence, Lord God. We take it like not lightly, Lord God, at all in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that you say your mercy is renewed every morning. Hallelujah. And we thank you for that new mercies, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, we ask God to use us for your purpose today, Lord God. Give our pastor word, God, Lord, in Jesus' name. We bind and rebuke every distraction, Lord God, for the word going forth in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, we prepare our hearts to receive the word, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, as any broken hearts, Lord God, as any mourning, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, they will be healed today. If there's any deliverance needed, Lord, they will be delivered today in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that the name that's above all names, the name of Jesus, and we give you praise and glory because there's power in the blood. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
the Lord. It's time for us to honor God with our giving. Anybody excited about giving this morning? Are you excited about giving this morning? Giving is receiving. Please permit me to remind you about what the Bible said. When you get a chance, check out the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 35. Dr. Luke wrote, and he said, remember the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, I could stop there and have church. Because if Jesus said it, then somebody ought to be paying attention. Well, what do we need to remember? He said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, people ask all the time, why me? Why things not working for me? I'll tell you why. Remember the word of the Lord Jesus. And he said, well, if you want to be blessed, the first thing you need to do is to give. I hate to say it, many people are living an average life today because they never remember the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. If Jesus said it, don't you know there's something about that? <laughs> and again, it reminds us, give. Then it shall be given to you. But we don't want to give. We give everything else but God. And that's why many times we are still struggling. If you grab a little child and you say, hey, this kid is very smart. He knows his alphabet. Or he knows his numbers. And you say, okay, baby, count numbers up to 20. And if that baby starts at 7, 8, 9, 10, ah, Houston will go proud. Say, no, this child is not that smart as you think. Because to start counting, you start where? One. And the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. All this other stuff, two, three, four, five, six, seven, will be added. Where we want three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, but we ignore one. We, we want to start counting at five. It don't work that way. Put God first in your life, in your giving, in your finances, in your strategy, in everything you do. All these other stuff that people are dying and calling each other name and kissing out to people to get. All those things will be added unto you. Let the word of God seek it. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful. Your word is simple. 
and yet so profound. Holy Spirit, quicken our spirit to remember the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. We all want to be blessed. Teach us to give so we can be blessed. I thank you for increase in this house. I thank you that this house shall be full of plenty. I thank you that men and women in this house will learn to give. And we are blessed and we will stay blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers will come. Let's give for the glory of God.
to make some quick announcement. Just in case you do not know, we are in the middle of putting together a church directory. If you want to be a part of that, there are some volunteers in the church lobby. After church today, just stop by there and get involved in what they're doing. This is our way of trying to get to know each other and also for the benefits of those of you who own a business or you have a career or profession and you want people to know about it. So that church directory will allow members of this church to know, oh, okay, you are an air condition repairman. So when we need one, we know we can call you. All minds clear? Also, I need to remind all of us this Saturday coming, we have what we call leadership workshop. Now, if you are serving in any area of leadership, if you are a volunteer or you are a paid staff or you are department head, you are head greeter, you are you're one of the greeters, all greeters, all, all ushers. Uh, if you're serving in any capacity, you are required to be at this workshop. Please take note of the word required. Do you know many people are not blessed in life because they have not learned to be obedient? They want to serve, they want to come on the pulpit to read, to preach, but they don't want to be trained. Now you can come, but you don't get blessed because it is obedience that birth blessing. In fact, in professional world, you lose your license for failure to train. <laughs> I've seen many preachers come all year but they never show up for training. It is at that workshop that your pastor sets the tone of what we're going to be doing for the whole year. So if you don't even know where we're going and you want to come here and pray or come in and preach and teach, you don't even know where we're going. So training is very required. Every doctor has to do it. Every pilot have to do it. Nurses, lawyers, any profession. Police officers have to do it every year. Firefighters have to do it. We should not require less in the house of God. And when you think you know enough that nobody else can teach you anything. <laughs> My Lord. <laughs> So mark your calendar. You see, I see Attorney Spears there. I can confess to you as a fellow attorney, I don't like CLE, continue legal education. But it's required. I see my fire chief there. He will tell you it's required of him every year. How are you going to be a deacon 
How are you going to be a deaconess and you not train? That would be blind leading the blind. All minds clear? So this Saturday, we're going to be riding uh, in our movie theater. Why? Because we're going to be saving the church papers. So we use PowerPoint, and, and our facilities are equipped for that. So I'll see you. It's a three-hour session. Amen. We start promptly at 9 a.m., and we finish 12 noon. Those of you who are professional, you will know when you go for trainings like that, you are there all day, eight hours, and lunch is on your own. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? You ask Tiffany, he will tell you. That's how you keep your license. If not, you're no longer a firefighter or a police officer or a lawyer, whatever. Even school teachers. So welcome to the world of excellence and professionalism. So I'll see you. Our church is fair. We're not asking you for all day. We're asking you for only three hours. This coming Saturday, beginning 9 to 12. Amen. Please don't forget tomorrow is... Uh, Dr. King, Martin Luther King Day, they have a lot of activities in town, get involved. There's breakfast early in the morning, and there's parade uh, in the morning, and then there's a rally in midday. So get involved, show that you care. Amen? Amen. Uh, this coming Sunday also, we have one of our sons and the Lord. Uh, Reverend Tenney is having his pastor's anniversary at Second Nazarene at 3 o'clock. Uh, your pastor will be preaching. This choir behind me, our sanctuary choir, will be singing. I'm sure he would love to see as many of you as can make it. All minds clear? Do we have any guests in the house today? Let me see your hand if you're visiting for the first time. I just want to celebrate you. God bless you. Anybody else? Amen. God bless you. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. Let's all get up. Let's walk around. Let's say hello to one another, especially our guests. Just love on them. Shake their hand.
for being here this morning. We ask that you please come back to see us again. Please don't forget we are still in the midst of Daniel fast. Amen. Do your best to stay away from sweets, from meat stuff, all those greasy stuff. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Please stand with me for the reading of the Word of God. Remember, every week on Friday at 6, we gather for one hour to pray. Amen. This is a praying church. Every Sunday morning, 7 a.m., for one hour, come pray. Don't let the enemy catch you off guard. Stay prayed up so you can be free of enemy attack. Thank you for praying. Open your Bible to the book of St. John, chapter 6, verse number 63. Just one verse. The book is St. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse number 63. The Bible says, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Remain standing as we pray. Our Father and our God, it's good to talk to you. When we talk with you, our burdens are lifted. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into our lives one more time. Welcome to your church. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you that our blood is running in our veins. Thank you that we are clothed in our right mind. Thank you, oh God, for being a good God. Thank you for provisions of life. Thank you for our salvation, our healing, our deliverance, 
all day, all night, your angels are watching over us. And we say thank you. Lord, we pray this morning that you will open the eyes of our understanding. That we may see what you see. Help our understanding of your word. Use me to be a channel of blessing to somebody. Glorify yourself in your house. Lord, I pray that all questions be answered in the life of every believer this morning. I pray, oh God, that you will speak to your people. I pray, oh God, that you will heal our body. I pray, oh God, that you will save our soul. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. You may be seated. Our subject for discussion this morning is titled, Watch Your Mouth. Watch your mouth. The Bible has a lot to say about personal responsibility. Many times, religion will only teach you what God should be doing for you. But we often ignore our own personal responsibility as children of God. So when we talk about, when the Bible talks about take heed, that is something that you and I have to do. Sometimes the Bible will say, take heed what you hear. God's not going to do that for you. That's your personal responsibility. Sometimes the Bible will say, watch where you go with your feet. No angel will do that for you. That's your personal responsibility. They will say, be careful what you say with your own mouth. That's a personal responsibility. So when I come to you this morning and I say, watch your mouth, that's not something mama would do for you. That's not something an angel would do for you. That's not something your pastor would do for you. If you want to walk under the anointing and the blessings that can flow through your mouth, you have to watch your mouth. Please permit me to remind all of us that there are two worlds. How many worlds? There is the spirit world and there is the natural world. I would not hesitate to tell you the spirit world is more real than the natural world. In fact, I would go further to say the spirit world controls what goes on in the natural world. Ladies and gentlemen, that means if you can master the spirit world, then you can control what goes on in the natural world. 
Please take note, all of our lives, we were told that the words of our mouth is just noise. All of our life, we are told words are sound. And that may be true in the natural, but in the spirit, the words of your mouth is more than just sound and noise. According to the text that I just read to your hearing this morning, your words are spirit. Your words are life. In other words, there is life in what you say. In other words, the, the words that are coming from your mouth are spirit. This is a revelation that is given to the body of Christ by Jesus himself. When Jesus says something, somebody better be paying attention. The words of your mouth is spirit. The words of your mouth has life. That is why, just think about it. That is why somebody can say something and it will hurt the hearer for years. So you, if you just use a little common sense, you can tell words are not just sound. Words are not just noise. You can say something that will literally break up marriage. You can say something that will literally start a war war. So the Bible is not just talking. The Bible makes sense if you really think about it. Every time when you speak, you give life to your own words. Every time you speak, according to the scriptures, you are either speaking life or you are speaking death. Your words, ladies and gentlemen, they are not just sound. They're not just noise. They are spirit in their life. Let me give you an example. If you say something like, I'm dying to go to Florida. And somebody with common sense with you will probably say, oh, no, 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 don't say that. You're not dying. And then you probably will say, well, I was just kidding. That's, that don't mean nothing. The reason why you're thinking that way is because to you, the words of your mouth is just sound. But the scriptures say you are snared by the words of your own mouth. Many children cannot make progress in life because of what mama said. Many children are stuck in the elevator of life because of what their daddy said. So your words are very important. The Bible says your words 
are spirit, your words are life. It's going to go out when you say something, and it's going to do something. Your words going to make something happen. Many people are still struggling today because of the words of their mouth. The book of Psalms, chapter 141, verse 3 says, David is making an account now. He says, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Because he knew that that mouth can get him in trouble. So he's asking God to set a watch over his mouth. He keep on to say, keep the door of my lip. Can you hear that? Make sure you can read it. David said, there is a door in your lip. David is saying, Lord, help me shut that door so I won't curse myself. So I won't, I won't destroy my own family. So I won't destroy my own future with my own mouth. Shut that door, oh God. By the way, permit me to mention, this was in the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, the people can request for divine help and get it because they were not yet redeemed. You remember when they were hungry in the desert, hamburger was just falling. So God did for them many things because they were not yet redeemed. But you and I, we are redeemed, so God is not going to do for you. He will show you what to do, and you're going to do it. Personal responsibility. Many people cannot move forward in life because they are still living in the Old Testament. They are waiting for God to do something that Jesus has empowered them to do. Jesus said, behold, I give you power <laughs> to tread upon scorpions. See, many things that we are praying for, heaven is just shaking his head. Say, how slow can these church people be? Many times I'm quick. In Africa, I will stop there and say, no, 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 you can pray that. And I will point them to the scripture. This is what Jesus said you can do. He said, the works that I do, you will do also. Even greater works. So why are you asking heaven to do for you what you've been empowered to do? Yesterday, my family wanted to go to the movies, you know. I said, okay, baby, here's my card, one of the girls. And I said, set it up, take care of it. And whatever you need, you have my permission. Then she asked me, how much can I spend? I said, as much as you want. God is my witness. And once I did that, 
I am through with it. And guess what? That young lady, she took up. Man, and, and I don't know about your own bank, but in my bank, every time somebody charge your card, it shows on my phone. <laughs> and I'm saying, oh, Lord, every time that phone would just, <laughs> and I said, my Lord, what did I do to myself? <laughs> but you know, our heavenly father has given us a bank card. <laughs> He said, whatever you bind on earth, heaven will bind it. And whatever you lose on earth, heaven will lose it also. But some of us, we're still sitting there, waiting for the bus to show up. Because we often ignore this thing called personal responsibility. It was okay for David to say, Lord, please shut my mouth. Lord, please come down and close the door of my lid. But you and I, we are now in a new dispensation. What God will do for you and me is to show you and me how to keep our mouth shut. And now it's up to us. It's up to you. It's up to me. To make it happen. You have to keep your own mouth. You have to watch what you say with your own mouth. Psalms 39 verse 1 says, I will take heed to my ways. He didn't say heaven would do it for me. I will take heed to my ways. That I would not sin with my tongue. The Bible knows you can mess up with your tongue. You can sin with your tongue. He goes on to say, I will keep my mouth with what? A bridle. In other words, I will put a chain. You know how you lock up your refrigerator and chain it? Maybe you will never do that. You're a generous person. But every time you, you buy groceries and you fill up the refrigerator and you come back home, it's all gone. You better get you a chain. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Somebody, somebody eating up that food. Yes, Lord. David said, I will get me a bridle and, and, and shut down my mouth. You know why that's important? He keep on to say, he said, because the wicked is before me. Please notice that phrase in that verse. The wicked are waiting on your mouth. Did you hear what I said? The wicked are waiting on your mouth. If you say I'm not going to make it, the wicked will say amen. If you look at your child and say, you're not going to be nothing. The wicked are hanging out and say, amen, brother. Amen, sister. When you go out and you open your mind and say, this marriage is not going to work. 
All the demons will say, hallelujah. The Bible said, the wicked is before me. Notice, the wicked are waiting on your mouth. The devil is waiting on your conversations. Why? Because the Bible says, death and life are in the power of your tongue. The demons know that death and life is not in the power of God. The demons know death and life is not in the power of the Satan. The demons know death and life is in the power of your tongue, my tongue. God has given us this planet. And whatever we lose here, will be loose. So the demons come. They try to distract you. Sometimes they will try to put pressure on you. Sometimes they will try to paint a phony picture. Sometimes they will try to push card as if now heaven is about to fall down. And then if you panic, and you fall for it, and you begin to say bad things. And then they take advantage of you and rubber stamp it and say, yes, 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 yes. All the enemy is trying to do is to give you a reason to speak the wrong thing, to say the wrong word concerning your own self, concerning your children, concerning your marriage, concerning your health. If you say, I'm going to die of this cancer. Well, the devil's been trying to get you to say that. He will want to make you believe that your mama died of the same thing. Or your grandmother died of the same thing. He will say, well, you're probably going to die of the same thing. And if he convinced you to believe that, you're going down. Their job is to get you to lose your tongue. To get you to say something that God didn't say concerning you. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're going to do, therefore, is to bridle your tongue. So when I tell you, watch your tongue. It's your responsibility to bridle. If you pay attention, this is the month of January. I'm setting the tone for the whole year. What will cause you to walk in victory? Last week, for example, I told you, you need to learn to say, yes, Lord. Everything I'm teaching you this month is what will prepare you for great success for the rest of the year. It doesn't make sense. For you to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost on your way to heaven, but you are living a defeated life here on earth. So God is preparing you and me to learn how to live in victory. He said, it is the devil that comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. He said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have abundant life. So watch your mouth. 
Just look at somebody next to you and say, watch your mouth. That's probably the best advice you just you ever gave to him or her. Watch your mouth. This year, God wants to give you a 2020 vision. Watch your mouth. This year, God wants to heal your body. Watch your mouth. This year, God wants to promote you on your job. Watch your mouth. This year, God wants to elevate you. Watch your mouth. This year, God wants to answer your prayer. Watch your mouth. This year, God wants to make you an example for the whole world to see. Watch your mouth. Heaven is excited. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new decade. You don't want to tie the hand of God from blessing you. Look at the book of Proverbs, chapter 30, verse 32. The Bible is advising you and me. It says, if you have done foolishly, mm -hmm, they found my page. If you have lifted yourself, mm -hmm, if you have thought of some evil stuff, Ah, they must know my address. Then he tell you what to do. He say, here's what to do. What did he ask you to do? Lay hand upon your own mouth. There ought to be a time in life that your mouth wants to say something and you grab them up. See, no angel going to do that for you. You can see it coming like a farming. It comes from within, from your stomach. It's about to, to come out. You know that's not in line with the word of God. Just, just lay hand on your own mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, what are you going to do with your mouth when your mouth is about to cuss you out? You better bridle that mouth. You better chain that refrigerator. You better lay hand on that mouth. And say, mouth, we're not going to say that. Yes, I feel, I feel something is bugging me in my flesh, but my mouth is not going to say that. You're going to put a gag on your own mouth. Watch this. The enemy comes to put phony thoughts in your mind to get you to speak, to get you to even get angry with people that you loved and cuss them out, to get you to say things that you really don't mean. But the Bible says, we will be responsible even for idle words. Idle words. You look at the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 29. The Bible says, let no corrupt communications proceed out of your mouth. 
One of the best things I do when I go to Africa, I just shut up. Sometimes they will ask my wife, does this guy ever speak? And my wife have to be explaining to them, of course he speaks. But I know if I say what I'm thinking, I must start a war in the whole city. So I just shut my mouth and eat my food and smile and go to bed. <laughs> Nobody will do it for you. You have to bridle your own mouth. You have to lay hand on your own mouth. You have to put a gag. Ladies and gentlemen, God is expecting us to stay away from corrupt communication. The Bible wants us to speak only what is good, only what is edifying. The Bible said that you may minister grace. It's in that verse now. That you may minister grace. Grace, not curse. Grace to everyone that is hearing you. God wants you to speak words that will build up and not tear down. Many of you, the only thing you can say about your city is negative. Many of you, the only thing you can say about your state is negative stuff. And then even when the state is trying to grow, it's impossible because all these words have spirit and they have life. Somebody shout amen to that. Come on, shout amen to that. You know a familiar story in the Bible. Mr. Jairus. He came to Jesus Christ. Am I right about it? And he invited Jesus to come to his house. He said, Reverend, I got a problem. My daughter is dying. And then he says something with his mouth. He said, if you come and you lay hand on my child, my child will live. Wow, you talk about positive confession. That's a powerful confession. You come, you lay hand, my child will live. And Jesus said, okay, I agree with you, let's go. And the Bible says, as they were going, then there was an interruption. Am I still in the Bible? There was a woman with the issue of blood. Hallelujah, I can preach on that because sometimes you have to seize the moment. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized during the lifetime of that opportunity. Yes, you're not on program. Yes, you may not fit into the protocol of the church. But if the Holy Spirit quicken your spirit, you better shout. If the Lord has done something for you, you can say, oh, this is a Baptist church. I'm, I'm a master. You better open your mouth and say, oh, glory. This woman, she could kill us. Who is on the program for that day? She could care less what anybody will say or think about her. She's been to the doctor. 
She spent all of our money, blow up all of our insurance policy, and our condition is getting worse. You think your opinion will stop a woman like that? I believe she's a black woman. That's just what I believe, I'm just saying. This ain't no time to be cute. Been sick for so long. And now the choir is processional. We are marching to Zion. You better get out of my way. <laughs> this woman pressed. The Bible said she pressed through the crowd. When are you going to press through the crowd? It's time out trying to be cute. It's time out for trying to be dignified. It's time out trying to look pretty all the time. If the Lord has healed your body, you better shout sometime. If the Lord has made a way for you, you better shout sometime. If the Lord has been a shelter in time of storm, you, you better open your mouth and give God the glory. She pressed away. Can you imagine Miss Jairus right now? Jairus is getting all upset. He said, come on, Jesus. We have an appointment. My baby is dead at home. But this woman got Jesus' attention. One thing that blows my mind, no disrespect to you ladies, the Bible says, when Jesus found, found out that virtue has gone out of him, he asked, who touched me? And they were trying to say, come on. Yeah, and this too many crowd, let's go. Then the part that got my attention was that the woman came back and the Bible said she told him everything. Can you imagine a woman telling you everything? everything. Some of you will get it on your way home. That's going to be a long day. Now put yourself in the shoe of Miss, Mr. Jarius. You the one with the appointment. You the one that Jesus is going to your home. And this sister now wants to tell her whole story. And in the process of listening to this woman tell the whole story, then there was a report, a runner came from Mr. Jarius. He says, sir, you don't need to trouble the preacher no more. Your baby is dead. Can you imagine the first thing that will come to Mr. Jerry? I knew it. I knew if this woman would never have got in my way and tell all of our business, we probably would have made it home. And, but before she get into I can see what he's thinking. He is so upset now. 
He is upset at Jesus. He is upset at the woman. He, he said, look, you messed me up, man. But notice what Jesus did. Before he could open his mouth, Jesus stepped in and said, hush your mouth. You know why Jesus said that? Because Jesus knew the power of words. He knows that he can mess up his own miracle. He can mess up his own destiny. He can mess up the future of his own daughter. Jesus said, hush. Hush your mouth. Don't say nothing. By the way, let me advise somebody. There is something called the vocabulary of silence. Sometimes the best thing you can do is zip it. Put a bridle. Put a gag order. Close that door. The only time that I advise you to say something is when the devil is trying to have the last word. And that is when you need to open your mouth and say what God said. So when the devil says, you're not going to make it, something ought to rise in your belly and say, oh no. I'm going to make it. Ladies and gentlemen, to cut the story short, you know what happened? Jesus came to the house, and the Bible said there were people, church folks. Mm -hmm. Guess what they're doing? Crying, that's right, pastor. Weeping, wailing. Guess what Jesus did? That's right. Sometimes you need an anointing. A temple whooping anointing. To drive everybody out of your house. I've seen that anointing come upon me. I didn't know what happened. It just came upon me. I just bought a, a new house that time, and, and people came, and they were coming to rejoice with me, and they all light their cigarettes and start to smoke. Ah, something rise up on me. I shut down the party. I said, everybody go home. This house shall be called a house of prayer. Jesus said to them, this baby is not dead. She is only sleeping. Am I still in the book? But you know what? Then they start laughing at him. Your faith is no faith until somebody laughs at you. Your praise is no praise until you get on somebody's nerves. They laughed at him. But you know how the whole thing went down? Jesus raised that child. 
Because when Jesus said that girl is not dead, what Jesus is doing, he's not trying to impress those people. He is trying to activate something called the law of the spirit. Everything I've been telling you today, I've been taking my time to teach. It is something called the law of the spirit. When things are not going your way in the natural, what you need to do is to activate the law of the spirit. And the law of the spirit is basically grounded in what the Bible says. If you can find it in the Bible, you can rest on it. And sometimes you may not feel like you need to get you a chair and sit down on it. And put your weight on it. Until you learn to put your weight on it. And say, it don't matter. Come hell or high water. I'm going to sit on of what God said. And you just sit down there and don't move. Don't let nothing move you. Don't let your condition move you. Don't let your situation move you. You put your weight on it and then wait on God. I say wait on God. Be of good courage. And he may not come when you want him. But he'll be right on time. When the devil thinks it's all over for you, God will show up and show out in your life. Are you all still here this morning? Ladies and gentlemen, let me leave you with this thought. Romans chapter 3 verse 4 says, Let God be true. Let every man be a liar. If you want to learn to use your mouth to activate the law of the spirit, you have to get everything you learn in Sunday school, everything you learn in church school, Everything you learn in Sunday morning, everything you hear the choir sing, if it's in the word of God, you need, like a hungry dog, you need to bite on it. And you need to ignore what anybody has said. He said, let all men be liars. They don't know what they're talking about. They haven't been nowhere. They can create nothing. They were not on the phone when God made you. And if God says you are healed, you are healed. If God says you are blessed, you are blessed. If God says you are prosperous, you are prosper. If God says you're coming out, you're coming out. Open your mind and say, I am coming out. Say like you mean it, I'm coming out. What are you coming out of? This year I'm coming out of struggle. I'm coming out of poverty. I'm coming out of sickness. I'm coming out of pain. I'm coming out of disappointment. I'm coming out of defeat. I am coming out. The things that look impossible with men. When it comes to God, all things are possible. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Come on, come on, give the Lord God a clap offering. Come on, give the Lord God a clap offering. Everybody stand to your feet. We're going to make a declaration of faith. Repeat after your pastor. And say, Father God, God, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, 
I cancel every negative word that I have spoken that has been released from my mouth. Every negative word that I said on myself on my children, on my family, on anybody, I cancel it in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, from this day, give me an understanding. Give me a conviction to say what God say about me. I believe the Bible. I receive it by faith right now in Jesus' name. Give me the grace to say what you say. Give me the grace to receive what you said. Say from now on my words May it be your word in the name of Jesus. From this day forward, from this day forward, I shall win and not lose in the name of Jesus. I'm above and not beneath. I am the head and not the tail. I am healed and not see. I am a lender. Say like you mean it. I am a lender. Say like you mean it. I am a lender. I'm not a borrower. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I believe. I receive. When? 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 It is so. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord God a clap offering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. Thank God for anointed mouth. Thank God for anointed words. We're going to have a great year. In the name of Jesus. This is the year of Jubilee. God will bring former rain, latter rain. It will come to pass this year. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen. amen. Come on, shake hands with somebody and say, thank you for being in church this month. Come on, come on, bless them. Pastor Cofield, will you please come forward? If you are here today and you would like to be a part of this church ministry, and this church has meant something to you. See, I am amazed how many people are tuning in. Sometimes you need to talk to those folks in media ministry. More and more people in your community are tuning in to hear the word of God from Zion Hill. It blows my mind. Mr. Norris gave me a report on our watch night night more than 2000 people 
That's just not people inside. That's just people outside that are tuning in. The people in your community takes this ministry very serious. Everywhere I go, somebody will walk to me and say, but for you. So I don't want you to be paying the bills and while everybody else are enjoying. We don't sell any of our messages. All of our music, we don't sell nothing. Freely we receive, freely we give. But I want you, the food, the bread belongs to the children. Everybody else can eat, but you the one paying the bills. Take your church ministry serious. On Wednesday, pay attention to what your small group teaching you. On Sunday, tune in. Don't let the devil distract you. I want everybody connected with this ministry to be blessed. My greatest joy is when people leave this church and go out of town and they call in and say, I can't find a church like Zion here. That's what true ministry ought to be. Get involved. Do something. And use this mouth for the glory of God. Let's begin to decree and declare what God said about us. Pastor Kofi will give us a thing. Hallelujah. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask that we can think according to the power say the power the power that worketh in me in us in Jesus name father I thank you that you have released your anointing your, your empowerment, oh God, for us to be victorious, for us to be overcomers. Oh God, we thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name, let us go in peace. If you are a new member today and you are wanting to give your life to Christ and become a part of the Zion Hill family, meet us right here. Meet the pastor and his wife right here at the altar. All new members.